0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show.
1: Within Notion, you can set a reminder, and it's just by a simple slash and reminder. We were actually just talking about this yesterday, where if the client has all decisions made and they're ready to go, we just need to order it, but we need to wait two months before we order the product. We set a reminder, time to order Tina Smith's wedding wine.
0: Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. Have you ever seen people on the iPads in the retail environment? This is something I've always been curious about, and in this episode I had the privilege of speaking with Zach from Metro Wines, who runs a wine shop in Asheville, North Carolina. He does this all from the iPad Pro. And it was just fascinating learning how this is all done, and I'm excited to dive into this interview into cement here. But before we get into that interview, I have a few things I want to share. First off, I'm pleased to share that my 2020 iPad Pro with Magic Keyboard found a new home with the listener, and that I'll have the 5th generation XDR iPad Pro in my hands for launch week. And those things are getting backordered quite a bit, so I'm really happy to be able to have one for that first launch week period, and it's kind of weird that there is no launch day with this release, and they're just giving everybody in that first window an entire week where it could come in. So I'll have plenty of thoughts to share on that in a future episode, and I did already receive the updated Magic Keyboard. And it seems identical with the only change being that it fits this slightly thicker iPad. I did go for a cellular model and minutes after my order, Apple sent me a super helpful email detailing out how to take advantage of the special offers from carriers in the United States to basically make this upgrade almost free. The website had the broad strokes on how this works, but this email they sent is super specific and makes it crystal clear on how to do this, which I'm really glad they did because I was a bit confused on how to make sure I did everything correctly based on the website details. If you do get a 5g iPad pro, I would look into going with the T-Mobile promotion. It appears that you are able to cancel the plan for that one after you get your $200 virtual credit card. And it'll basically cost you $60 to get cellular, which is the lowest upgrade cost I've ever had to get cell radios in on an iPad. If you are an AT&T customer, then you are basically reducing your $10 monthly bill down to $5 a month for two years, which if you are going to go with that $10 a month plan anyways, that also seems like a really good option. The last thing I want to mention before diving into the interview is the new subscription podcast from Apple Podcasts. This is something I am looking to creating as another option outside of the Patreon. I am not sure if I will be there on launch day though because their backend system is just not great. The major issue is they force you to upload these uncompressed stereo wave or FLAC files. And their uploader doesn't handle these large files very well. And it consistently fails to upload around the 16 to 25% marker, even with really short episodes. And after trying day after day, I've been unable to upload any episodes into the system. And I'm currently in a support thread with their customer support to see if they can get this figured out. I will be curious what the launch day is like if others are having the same issue. It's kind of hard to launch a subscription podcast service without any content, so we'll see. With all that said, the Patreon will be benefiting from all of this work I put into getting ready for Apple Podcasts, and I'll be adding to the $5.28 tier and above a brand new show entitled iPad Ponderings. I try to keep iPad Pros mostly interview show, and iPad Ponderings is where I'll be sharing more on my personal thoughts regarding the iPad in a way I wouldn't want to take over an entire episode for here. Apple Podcasts, for now, also will have no way for me to upload chapter markers embedded into the MP3s, because they're forcing you to use these uncompressed wave or FLAC files. So Patreon will still be the most feature-rich offering for those that want to support the podcast. Sign up now at patreon.com slash iPad even a dollar a month goes a really long way in helping me with the production of this show, and at that dollar a month level, you'll get the episodes early and with those awesome chapter markers that I put so much work into. My thanks to everyone that currently or has in the past supported the podcast on Patreon. It really does mean a lot. That's patreon.com slash iPad to sign up. With that, here's my interview with Zach. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. Can you kind of first introduce yourself and what your current iPad setup is?
1: Yes. uh, My name is Zach Edson, and I live in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I am a general manager of a wine store called Metro Wines. I have the 2018 iPad Pro 12.9-inch.
0: Cool deal. And uh, cellular or just Wi-Fi in that one?
1: Uh, Just the Wi-Fi.
0: Okay. Cool. And then, so we're going to dive into... Running Metro ones from your iPad, pretty much. Uh, and before we get to that, I just want to ask: in your personal life, how do you use it at home? Is it your personal computer? What kind of role does it play at your house?
1: Uh, yes, it is my only kind of computing device. I, I've had MacBook Air, uh, the, the the first MacBooks, and the most recent ones as well. And but now this is kind of my laptop, my desktop, my tablet, and kind of everything, and then at home, emails, music, videos, you know, any sort of media, Um, but also my kids, they use it to uh, draw and just through Apple Notes and everything, and we use it. uh, There's a few apps that we use for them, like paint-by-numbers and stuff like that, but yeah, I I use it a lot, and it's my main computer.
0: Very cool, and you mentioned it kind of morphs from a tablet to a laptop. What's your accessory story look like? Uh, What do you use with it?
1: I have the... Uh, Magic Keyboard, and I have the Apple Pencil.
0: Okay, cool. No uh, stands or anything at home, just those are the, the things you use and you pop it off the Magic Keyboard when you use those tablets. And... I
1: do have a, a little little docking stand or an iPad stand mm-hmm. um, on my desk in um, my little office at home. But honestly, I just lately, I've just been... It's just Magic Keyboard. I, originally, when I had the, the first... Uh, iPad Pro keyboard. I can't think of it right now. I had that one. The the one that was yeah, right before keyboard. this one. Smart keyboard. Yeah, I used to stand with that a lot. But once I switched over to the Magic Keyboard, I, I just I just kind
0: of just keep it on this. Yeah, cool. Anything else before we move on to uh, running Metro Wines?
1: Uh, no, I think that about uh, covers the home use, media, and for the kids, and just having fun on it.
0: Yeah. So Metro Wines, what was your setup like before? Moving over to the iPad.
1: Well, uh, we we have a small staff. We have about six folks, six or seven folks on staff, and we everybody had had or has a laptop. And our our point of sales or our registers where people check their wine out; um, those are desktops. Currently, those are iMacs. But before, when I first got there. I had a little PC laptop, and I had some issues with a battery and all kinds of stuff. I, I was I mainly am in the Mac world, and yeah. so wasn't wasn't long before I said I need a new laptop. And once iPad OS beta came out, I had been trying and it, I had attempted to go full iPad for my um, laptop. "Quote unquote." But once iPadOS beta came out, I jumped right in, and so I went. That's when I got the iPad Pro twelve point nine.
0: And I'm trying to remember: is that beta where web browser Safari became more desktop class? What was in that That, first?
1: Yeah, that's that was the jump for me. Yeah, because a lot of our work was, and some of some of it still is, but it was mainly in the the Google Suite realm. And as you know, and many others, the mobile versions of the Google suite apps are pretty limited. Yeah, And once you could, you know, get in there and, in, um, sheets, Google sheets on a browser and do normal spreadsheets. It was a game changer on the iPad. And that that's when I jumped all in. So
0: you mentioned, uh, IMAX kind of run your cash registers, which makes sense with, you know, having a stationary thing that, you know, someone can't walk away with. if they It's like, oops, it's, it's not there right now. Uh, Do these new colorful IMAX attract you in any way? Do you have a certain color scheme for your business where just having the color might be a reason to swap those out? We
1: went went pretty uh, full throttle and and, uh, I'm trying to think it was two years ago and got kind of the top of the line IMAX and processor at the time to try and make these last. And so the reason why we um, got those in the first place was we had 6 year old PCs and our our provider the, the POS provider came to us and said we've got to upgrade your software we have to upgrade your server we have to upgrade your equipment and it's going to be $20,000 and i said nope i'm just going to go get some imax thank you so much and we're going to switch our pos yeah. and saved about $12,000 but my point is that we we do we don't go on those particular iMacs and at the registers, we don't do a lot of work outside of browsers or mm-hmm. web browsers. And um, so it's pretty limited in what we do on there. So I, I'm hoping these babies will last a while.
0: Yeah, yes, like a decade plus.
1: The, the, the new iMacs are intriguing and my wife just had to get one before they came out but we couldn't wait because she had client work to do yeah but as soon as, as soon as we saw them she was like oh my gosh <laughs> so i would love to switch to them but from a business standpoint yeah, it uh, makes these, no sense you won't get more sales ones by are, having the new ones in there. exactly <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so the ipad how has it kind of transformed what you're able to do in the wine shop it's able to as you said transform into a tablet are you more mobile with your point-of-sale system rather than trying to use a laptop in your hand kind of thing? Or what, what has this form factor enabled you to do?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mobility. I am the general manager, so I spend a lot of time in the office with just making sure everything runs correctly and reviewing and, and spreadsheets and payroll. But over the past year during the pandemic, we Saw an increase in traffic, and we also went to curbside only. And it kind of had to be all hands on deck on the floor, on the sales floor. And with the iPad, our point of sale is browser based, so it's very mobile in that sense. So I could check somebody out outside of the registers if need be, or our point of sale also keeps track of customer history. And when customers We're in the store, and now we are open for people to walk in the store. But I can have that iPad in my hand and say, "Well, let's look up your history and see what you got last time." Because they'll come in and say, "I got this one." You know, I've got this one white. I had it at a restaurant, and I had it here. Do you know what it is? And it's like, (laughs) you know, we'll see hundreds of customers, and we have three thousand different wines. You you need some sort of uh, history to 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 help you find their wine so the mobility of of the ipad has been great
0: yeah it's kind of interesting uh with the number of wines you have and uh the whole uh i was just thinking about augmented reality and trying to locate wines if that would ever be a thing for new employees to try to locate stuff
1: yeah i mean that's um that 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 might be something especially like training and onboarding and stuff but it actually um one thing we're going to be using it for in the next coming week we just signed up to take all of our inventory online through e-commerce and we've got to take a bottle shot of every of every wine but i, oh, wow. I can i can use my ipad uh the camera's you know yeah. would would be better than my current iphone but the the point is i can take it to the bottle and within the browser in our point of sale there's a little button that you just add the photo in right there within the the item And that's going to be a game changer. Um, And we recently counted inventory and I'm able to take my tablet and, you know, just scan each SKU and just go down the line in the wine shop with the tablet. And years ago, that was something that people would pay a large chunk of money for just to have a mobile device that is counting their inventory. Right.
0: and your point of sale system it's browser based it's called lightspeed and something that was kind of intriguing is you mentioned in your notes to me that you can actually hook up a USB scanner to the iPad that integrates with this web app how how does that all work
1: yeah uh, honestly i i didn't expect it to work but i got a usb c to us usb a what's the old school one a i yeah. think yep just a little dongle and then connected the the scanner just like you would see at any grocery store like it that has the red little laser mm-hmm. line and uh yeah it works and it, honestly it works in all the native apps and also in the browser and so i can just scan that skew and it'll add the wine to the shopping cart or to the inventory count that i'm doing or notes that i need or anything like that
0: that's really cool that i mean it that it can work in Safari, uh, USB accessories like that. So yes. the point cell system, what's all done within Lightspeed? Can you walk me through what the system's like and what it provides for you?
1: Sure. So there's a number of versions of Lightspeed, but our version is the retail version. And if you just, at its simplest form, we are selling inventory. Mm-hmm. And But in order to get the inventory in the store to sell, you've got to bring it in through a purchase order. And so, so you... It, It's pretty. uh, It's a pretty nice system, and uh, I've known about it for years. It it started. It was one of the first ones that was in the in the when years and years ago when Mac. Not everybody had a Mac, and everything was pretty PC based. It was one of the early ones that was Mac OS or whatever they called it at the time, Mm. and so I was always intrigued by it. But it wasn't until I got to Metro Ones that I jumped on board. But You essentially uh, you send purchase orders to your vendors, and once the product arrives, you receive them into inventory, and then through a shopping cart, essentially, you're selling it to the guest that walks in the door. And also uh, with wedding clients, and uh, we're able to special order product for them. Uh, You know, sometimes they'll have uh, we'll be talking about their wedding. Like today in a in April, and their wedding's not until t- you know twenty twenty two, and uh, we need to put those items on layaway for them or reserve them, and you can do that under their name, and you know uh, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty handy and 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 it goes pretty in depth for what we need, yeah. and so it's uh, and it's great that it works, you know, it can work on an iPad.
0: So when you get new inventory in, do you scan barcodes to assess how many what the quantity is of each bottle you have
1: well uh, we get it in we check the in. there's someone that checks in essentially at the door and counts each bottle just by hand yeah and it says okay because everything comes in a case essentially mm-hmm. and there's 12 in general 12 to a case and
0: yep and you want to make sure there's no damaged bottles or anything yeah
1: exactly and then once that happens it goes to the the, the wine buyer that is the receiver and he adds it into the to Lightspeed. And so if that the person at the door counted correctly, then he just looks at his sheet and matches up uh, the numbers on the invoice to the purchase order in Lightspeed and essentially receives it and matches up all the price. And then the person that checks it in will any new SKUs or any new items that are coming in the store will add their the barcode or SKU into light speed through a scanner.
0: Gotcha. And you mentioned uh, the invoice. What do you end up doing with those? Do you file those away somehow, or? Uh... So
1: yeah, by by law, uh, in I'm in North Carolina, you have to keep three years of invoices. Okay. And uh, but for us, as an operation, it behooves us to keep them for reference. Uh, if we're looking up an item and we couldn't remember the price on it, or something, or there's there's a discrepancy with accounting, you know. Um, but what we do is uh, once the buyer puts it into uh, into Lightspeed, uh, he kind of initials it and puts a little a unique number to us, uh, and also to match it up to the point of sale um, in Lightspeed number, it gives it a PO number, and then I review it, make sure it was, everything was done correctly. And then I scan it in and we scan it into Google drive. Google drive is our company file storage. And I was using Evernote years ago, yeah. but but now it's just drive. Once I realized that Google drive had OCR capabilities, that was huge. And, but the reason why I mentioned we us putting the PO number is anytime we need to reference it, we actually write it large enough and clear enough that we can just, in the search in Google uh, Drive uh, through OCR, bring up that PO immediately. And um, we're scanning probably 30 to 40 invoices a week. And uh, I use the iPad for some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of times, if, if I'm kind of backed up on them, I have a um, an Epson document scanner nice. in, the, in the office that yeah. I use. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, uh, document scanners are super handy, especially if you're a bit rushed on trying to get the, the lighting right with the iPad scanner. And uh, yeah, there's one that was on the podcast recently. Greg talked about um, you found a brother document scanner that can scan the USB-C thumb drives and or USB-A thumb drives that you can hook up to your iPad and just import that way, um, not even hooked up to a computer. So that's a nice uh, way to scan stuff. And for so you scan them either on the iPad or with the a uh, document scanner and just import them organized by date in different folders on on Google Drive?
1: Yes, so when I when I use the desktop um scanner uh or the uh, Epson scanner, I I do it by the date and and then when it's in Google Drive, I actually it dumps into a a larger folder and uh from there I actually match it up. We have a a company called FinTech that we it's basically like having a card on file. They they our bank account is on file with them, so we don't have to write a check for the invoice. I go and review and make sure that the invoice matches what they charge us. And once I do that, I do that in that that dump folder. I view the invoice and then I go to fintech and I make sure it matches up. And when it does, I drop it into the vendor folder that I gotcha. uh, have it organized. We have 30, 35 different vendors. And so when you go into Google Drive and go into the vendor folder, it it has the invoices organized by
0: year. Gotcha. Yeah, you chose Google Drive because the OCR, uh, Evernote was the prior one. Did you guys ever look in the Devon Think? I know they just had a big uh, iPad release where it kind of brings it to the desktop as far as uh, feature parity with it, that.
1: I, uh, I've i heard Devon Think is... Amazing. The reason why I went from Evernote to Drive is we were already paying for, for Google services. Um, actually, our our email server is now Google, and so I was just trying to consolidate. You know, as a manager of a store, uh, consolidating ex- expenses and
0: yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so I don't know the price of. Devin, think, but that's the main reason why I did Google Drive, and also the the owners of the store. They've had the store for seven years, and they started out in the Google ecosystem, and in an attempt to not change too many things when yes. I came on board,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, makes sense. Yeah, uh,
1: just ran with what they were used to. So, so
0: in what ways did this system not work with the iOS twelve? iPad browser, like when it went to 13, iPad OS 13, was this not doable at all before the Safari update?
1: The biggest thing was the mobile apps that, you know, that was the biggest thing once for me, at least. And it, once you could go into the browser and log in to Google and uh, open up Google Docs or Google Sheets and like, you know, like I said, use a spreadsheet normally versus I, I saw many limitations within the app. And still like, I mm-hmm. actually, I deleted my, uh, Google ecosystem apps except for Google calendar because I'm main, I'm just using the browser. Yeah, it's because, better. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I wanted to jump ship for, you know, just all together, but like I said, the owners really enjoying the Gmail aspect of it. And we have a shared inbox through Gmail. And so, I just needed to make it work but gotcha. I, it would have been uh, it was difficult before and i i stuck to my um, laptop before because of the limitations of the mobile uh mobile apps
0: and Lightspeed would that have worked on the old ipad browser is that also a benefit with us
1: they do have an app but again it, it is limited yeah and that was the other thing once i found out i could just do a lot of because I do a lot of reporting out of there uh, just printing reports and doing it out of the browser. It's, y- you can't even do it in the, the mobile. I'm sure someone at Lightspeed could tell you how to do it, but it was not easy and printing wasn't great. And mm-hmm. so yeah, it, yeah. it, it w- wasn't working for us
0: before. Have you ever had, the Wi-Fi go down at the store, and like, how does your system handle that? And is that like an instance where maybe in the future you'd look into getting a cell iPad as a backup?
1: Since I've been there, the Wi-Fi went down one time, and it was a problem. And once that happened, we made some changes. And what we did was we got a, a router that has in our area the only one available was T-Mobile. Yeah, uh, but we're in the we're in the mountains in North Carolina, and Verizon is pretty strong. And everything else is pretty weak. But so I didn't choose T-Mobile, but it was the only one available. And so we have just like a normal would look like a normal router, but it just has a, a mobile little card in it. I yeah, can't remember which.
0: The course. SIM card. Uh, yeah.
1: SIM card. Yeah. And so that's our backup Wi-Fi. Oh, very cool. When that happens, uh, our regular, uh, the credit card processors are hardwired into the regular internet. Mm-hmm. But when if that were to go down, we can't use the credit card machines, but we can manually enter it oh, inside of the browser. Yep. In, uh, manually enter the credit card inside the browser inside of Lightspeed. So, okay. and we'll we do that through the backup Wi-Fi.
0: Gotcha. And then, do you find you need to charge the iPad at some point in the day, or does it last you the whole day?
1: I use it quite a bit, and I'm sure there's some things I could do to save the battery. But I find myself, and honestly. It goes most of the day, but I do find myself charging at the end of the day. And mainly it's to, to help prep for the, the next day, but because I don't want to get it and I need to jump right in as soon as I get in and I've got 10%, you know? So, (laughs) so uh, honestly, I'm very happy with, with this, this device. And I think in general, the only complaint I ever have is just, I, I feel like we've come so far with technology, but I feel like battery is still like, you know, slow moving. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, you know, you watch all these futuristic movies and everything. And, 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 I can see all that coming true, but I'm like, where's the, where's the help with the the battery life? I feel like, (laughs) you know, iPad pro should be, should, should last a week, but I'm not into physics or I'm not an engineer. I don't know how it really works, but my, my point is I'm happy with everything, but I'd love the battery to not be a factor in your daily life, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. The magic keyboard is weighted with actual weights. Perhaps they should weight it with the battery.
1: (laughs) See? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, something like that. There's got there's got to be. I I, I wish there was a little bit more focus on uh, battery in the, in the tech world. To be honest, not just Apple, but um, but yeah, it's in, the biggest you know, problem
0: as far as being able to use your devices, and that's where Apple's focus on better chips has been because the battery technology is just so slow. These days, yeah, yeah, and you see Apple doing all sorts of creative things of having like a thousand batteries inside MacBooks, cr- cramming into every little crevice they can. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else about Lightspeed that you want to mention before we move on?
1: No, it's 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 something I don't know any other. Um, I'm sure there's you know there's there's Square and stuff, but the one that goes as in depth as Lightspeed they can be run as efficiently on an iPad or a mobile device. So
0: So Notion, you use this quite extensively for onboarding and all sorts of different things. And this is like a wiki style app. I've kind of dabbled in the past, but uh, haven't gone too deep in it. So can you first kind of explain what this app, what kind of role this app serves for Metro Wines? Sure.
1: So Notion for me was that I'm sure we've all been there where you're in your kind of like workflow and your productivity workflow. You feel like you're almost there, but you I just wish I could change something or just, I, it doesn't feel just right. And and when I came across Notion, it, it just like lights went off, bells rang. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for it. There's that, you know, you don't want to use too many different things no, and yeah. too many different apps. And why we chose or why I chose notion is because of the versatility of it and you can mold it to do what we need it to. And so most of our, the systems that I was putting in place in the wine store when I arrived, uh, just like operation systems, um, they were all pretty extensively in the Google drive. If we needed a, if we're having an event and we needed to have a guest list of who's coming and who's paid and all that, I was doing a a spreadsheet in google and if uh we we're counting inventory i'd pull up a document and i'd do it there if whatever it was it was all in mostly spreadsheets and and it just didn't feel like it just felt pretty limited and it wasn't pretty to look at and um so i took everything and put that in notion And, um, I actually took a deep dive once I kind of like, you know, I went down that rabbit hole of YouTube videos of like learning about it. And I spent a whole weekend just transferring everything into notion from our current workflow. And like, I didn't come up for air and my, my wife was like, where have you been? You know, (laughs) I was at home, but it was just, it was in a different world. Yeah. So do you want me to just go through what I, um, how I use it, or yeah, what do you think?
0: is it all done in a single database or wiki, or how, how do you have it organized?
1: Yeah, so it, it is one, one, um, I don't know what you call them, but um, it's just one account, yep. and I have all the staff members, including the owners, as members on the account, and you pay per member, and everybody has access, and everybody logs in. Uh, wherever they are and you can just like a lot of the other ones like you know air table and all that but um, and you can tag people by using the at symbol and uh, one thing as an example um, we do a lot of special orders and what I mean by special orders is it we have 3,000 different wines but there's a million wines out there and if you came in the store and said, hey, I would like this certain Cabernet Sauvignon and we don't have it in stock, we can probably special order that for you and get it in, whether you want one bottle or 12 bottles or however many. And so we do that and we use a, I believe it's called a Kanban, the method of basically taking a column and as the process happens, you're you're showing where they are in the process. But once it gets to a certain process, the the person in our um, company that handles special orders. I, I oversee all prices and make sure that we're pricing people correctly. Mm-hmm. And she, she tags me and I get a notification that says Kat would like to, you know, for you to review this. And then I give her the thumbs up or, or I change the price and then she goes and moves on. So, gotcha. um, it allows us to collaborate within each kind of section in the account.
0: For pricing. Do you just have a simple calculator and do, X margin on each product, or is it more complicated than that?
1: Yes. Um, there is a s- kind of a specific margin that we as a company agreed on that is competitive with the internet and competitive with local stores. Um, but very often, if we get something like like miomi that's a large brand and it's stacked in grocery stores and it's at total wine and total wine has it for a lower price i want to be able to try and compete with that and so i will uh, lower that price to match what's online uh, when we can it's getting a little bit more difficult because of different state laws and everything but yeah we do what we can and that's why i just don't the reason for my review is because we want to present the customer with value um, we want to be a good uh, value store. And so I don't want to gouge anybody when, if we don't, you know, yeah, we, we want to be fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. so can you dive into all the ways you use notion? I may jump in every now and then, cause there's a ton. Sure. Uh, uh, I know onboarding is one of them for new employees.
1: So yeah, the, the from kind of top to bottom, we use it as a kind of a dashboard or a message board. And anytime, like when the buyer has something new in stock, And wants to tell everybody about it instead of like getting everybody together or like texting or email, it's just throw it on there and say, Paul Roger went up this week. It's now X price. This uh, Prosecco is out of stock until, you know, uh, two weeks from now. There's a lot of moving parts in a wine store, and especially with uh, right now with tariffs and all these things, there's a lot of changes in price and changes in availability, and so that's where we communicate. I also have it as a – when I'm training somebody uh, in Notion, I always say, this is for input and this is for reference. And so one of the reference documents is our general info and it has all of our like all of our landlines, our Wi-Fi passwords, all of our information that someone knew would come up to me and ask me like, "Hey, what's uh what's our merchant ID?" or "Hey, what's uh what's our gift card number?" or "How many? Which states can we ship to? Uh, what's our delivery policy?" All of that is yeah. in a, a document
0: for the message board part. Is that cleared mm-hmm. out on a weekly? monthly basis or how far back in history does that continue on
1: every two weeks i go in and and honestly just delete because you know if uh, paul roger price goes up april 1st two weeks later everybody's seen it everybody knows it and you know just get rid of it gotcha in an attempt to just be clean and easy that's you know because i don't want to get too in depth with something that i'm just like quickly adding up there and that I don't want to complicate the staff's world where they can just quickly just add something and, or delete it. And we don't really need to, to keep a history of those things.
0: Makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah. So then I use it for a staff schedule. I've got a little calendar. I could use something else, but um, one of the main reasons why I like and use Notion is because there's templates that you can create and duplicate. So I can just, by a click of a button, just duplicate a staff member's week or month and just make tweaks from there.
0: And why do you go with Notion versus Google Calendar, which is like a dedicated calendaring uh, solution?
1: I kind of question that on a regular basis. Uh, Maybe you could set up a, a template for scheduling and all that. But the main reason is because our Google Calendar is already pretty busy and I wanted a clean place for staff to check their schedule and gotcha it there not be any questions but yeah the the main reason is it's pretty crowded on our google calendar so okay um but the there's one that's that's pretty used pretty heavily is our delivery schedule uh we are a wine store and we do deliver and we have a lot of weddings that we deliver to the venue and i created a kind of spreadsheet within notion that is uh has all of our deliveries and it has, you know, where the delivery driver can click in, they can view the date. Everything's in order of the date. Like I'm looking at it. There's one, there's one wedding delivery uh, today and you can click on the address on your phone and it'll, it'll go directly into the maps app. And so it's, I can, plug in information on my iPad or on the desktop or wherever, um, because uh, notion is browser based as well. And the driver in real time can just click on it and um, get that directly into his uh, GPS. And then when he's done with the delivery, he checks the box and it goes into a different folder of completed. So that's, that's pretty, um, that's a, pretty heavily used section for us. And then, as I mentioned earlier, special orders with the Kanban. Am I saying that correctly? Um, I'm not
0: sure. I'm assuming so. Okay. But I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. And so basically the special order person, it's a section for a new inquiry. It's in progress, waiting to hear back. It's on order, ready for pickup uh, and completed. We, We have a section for inventory counts. Anytime we see something that's off, we'll input it into that section and the buyer will then go in and look at that and view it and check it off when he's done um, reviewing it. And we have our shop supplies on there. Anytime someone's like, oh, shoot, we need a, we need some staples, they'll put it on the list. Within that list, there's a, a a whole spreadsheet of where you get all of our supplies from. It has the vendor, what we typically pay, and all that kind of stuff. And we use it for a wine club to keep track of our members. Uh We've got 150 members in a wine club, and um, they make a lot of changes to their account. And that's Mm -hmm. where the staff, if they call and say, hey, I want to change to six reds this or next month, we have a spreadsheet that is, we call it the wine club modifier. And the person in charge of wine club can view it there. Um, So when
0: someone signs up for wine club, you guys get an email and this shared Google inbox and then from there go over the notion and add them to wine club or how's that all work
1: So our wine club is yes the answer is yes but then once the person that's in charge of wine club takes it it it's into a pretty in-depth spreadsheet that he uses sheets I think he uses sheets or he might be he, he also has an iPad Pro, and he might use Numbers actually. But we tried to get—I attempted to get our wine club sh- uh, document into Notion, but it's so it's so in depth of how it's uh, how we designed the the spreadsheet that it's just it's something that needs to be in a an Excel or Numbers document, you know. And right, yeah, um, because we have a pretty custom club where you can choose whether you want three white, three red, six red, six white. I want to rosé and and we have this whole grid of how we can easily manage that. Um, but yes, Notion does help us manage the, the new people and the people that cancel and all that. And then we use it for procedure docs. Whenever I'm training somebody, if like someone that just started, he was closing for the first time and there's a, a checklist of uh, what do you do when you close? I mean, it's from everything from turn out this light to count the drawer to, you know, make sure that the safe is locked, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And yeah. Um, so a lot of procedure docs and events. Um, we have an event, we have a zoom event today actually. And that information of who it's with, what the zoom link is and what wines are we doing and, and all the, all the um, customers that are signed up for this event are all in a document. And I can easily duplicate that document via a template for the next event. And then there's communication amongst management.
0: For the Zoom events, how are those set up? Is it just you or somebody in front of a camera showing off like a wines and doing tastings with people or is that more extensive cameras involved or what's the setup there?
1: Yeah. So, You know, obviously pre-pandemic, we were doing them in-house and we were teaching a lot of classes, a lot of wine classes, and we were, you know, all sorts of stuff. Since the pandemic has hit, we've just transitioned into Zoom and we do teach classes. We do blind tastings. Depending on who's doing it is the device they'll use. But in general, the one today that we're doing with the winemaker is uh, on, will be on the iPad Pro. And we have a little, I have a little mic that I, a little lapel mic that i put into the USB C. that's something that definitely could be improved as you probably know just yes.
0: you know, <laughs> you know pick your microphone because it does it always work and use the lapel mic or does it sometimes hop over to the internal
1: um it's we haven't had any trouble with it the only okay. trouble is you know not having not being able to have audio while it's plugged in
0: right yeah
1: um but but yeah so Zoom or Facebook Live, certain events, and the gentleman that typically does it, he has a uh, iPad Pro. No, I'm sorry, he has the new iPad Air. Yeah, the eleven, eleven inch or ten point nine, or whatever. Yeah, the the newest one, whatever it is.
0: Does the center stage thing seem interesting at all for putting on these kind of events? I don't know if that would ever be something where you're moving around a bit and being at more of a distance from the screen or not.
1: In our current workflow it would be a nice feature, but not something that's necessary. Yeah. But I'm definitely intrigued by it. And I think that we could come up with a different workflow because of it. And I think, you know, we've been trying to, whenever we're, we have something that's in front of, that's sent out to the public, we're trying to social distance, you know, on video. So Mm -hmm. I could see it would be very useful if you have an interview side by side. Yeah. But for now, if we have someone flying in from California and coming in the store, you know, we don't want to have them unmasked or, um, you know, too close to us right. in the public eye.
0: Yeah. And that's where center stage, if you're just even doing a, uh, a capture for a, a video you re- record um, outside of Zoom and just like have a, as we'll talk about, you use LumaFusion um, for promotional videos. Yeah. That, that could be a, a capture method that could be interesting.
1: But yeah, and... To kind of you know, in the notion thing, one of the main things we use it for is our wedding management. Our wedding clients, uh, we have over a hundred weddings this year, and when I mean we have a wedding, we're providing beer and wine for the wedding, and uh, and that's a lot of that's a lot of information to organize and. That was the main reason why I jumped on Notion was because I was looking for software that could handle the in-depth organization of wedding clients and communication. And uh, so anyway, that's... That's that's a big piece of what we use it for. And it's kind of calendar based. I could we could use a Google calendar for this as well. But the the template factor and also within the file within each client, you can put where they are in the process like they've been quoted, paid in full, ready for pickup. It's completed, decisions finalized, that kind of thing. It's just super uh, a great way to organize all that.
0: Is there any integration with Notion into other systems, like being reminded that this date is coming up, or are you having to manually know to check these certain places to know what timelines you need to hit?
1: Within Notion, you can set a reminder. And it's just by a simple slash and reminder. We were actually just talking about this yesterday, where if the client has all decisions made and they're ready to go, we just need to order it. But we need to wait 2 months before we order the product we set a reminder time to order Tina Smith's wedding wine.
0: Right, cuz a volume on wedding wine I can imagine some clients that's a lot of wine you're having in the store and you don't want too much of that just in the back room.
1: Yeah, w- exactly. We we order our wedding wines 2 weeks prior. If we ordered it before before that time we would have too much wine on hand and nowhere to put it. We actually got a second location just for our wedding wine. Wedding yeah. yeah. And because there was one, there was one weekend in 2019 where we had 14 different weddings that we were providing for. And there was wine in like the French section and all in the front and just ready for pickup or delivery. And we just said, there's an old saying, if, if Oprah walked in your door and doubled your business, could you handle it? And we could not at the time. And we were trying to improve our business. And so we just said, you know what? And we went all in, got a second location and and then COVID hit, <laughs> right? But we we we've, we've pivoted, and so
0: weddings probably slowed down a bit during this time period.
1: Uh, uh extreme halt, yeah, yeah. But they, as of this year, are kind of fifty percent back in action. So
0: good, yeah, yeah. Things are starting yeah. to get more normal out there. Yes. So, anything else in Notion before we move on to some of the other tools you use? No, but it it is our main
1: one outside yeah. of our point of sale. Yeah.
0: No, it sounds like it. You guys put it to good use. That's really impressive. I've, I've Yeah, as I said, I've dabbled in it. And I, yeah, I never really had a great use like you do for this. So uh, LumaFusion is the tool uh, you do video work in. And that is, I'd say, the best kind of video editor for iPad. What kind of videos do you create with it? And what's kind of your process for capturing and creating these?
1: Once we kind of shut the doors for the pandemic and we're doing curbside, we weren't seeing customers as much anymore. I wanted to keep our sommeliers on staff and our our staff members in front of and you know, keep them in view of our customers and keep that fresh and I started doing just a handful of videos and just us talking about like wines that we're drinking this week or wines that we're interested in or here here's wines about Corsica. It just a quick snippet and I did a, a little editing with some music and some sound effects and some, you know, little titles at the bottom, but really not too in depth. I, um, didn't want to spend too much time because it was me that knew how to do it and right. nobody else in this staff. But, um, it's been, it's been a nice tool when I need to edit video. Um, it's, you know, I originally was doing iMovie and that's pretty limited. It is. Yeah. Still, it does the trick, but, I, we, there were just some things that I I wanted to do, and I did some research and found Lum Fusion. I don't use it, you know. Running a wine store, it's something that I'd like to use more, but it it doesn't make sense for me as a productive manager to dive too far into videos. But, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's there when I need it. Yeah.
0: One of the updates coming out uh, later this year, I think it's gonna be a, like a paid extra pack. This is multi cam. There's like a director's pack coming out and has multi cam editing, which will be really. Awesome! I think for some of the stuff that you do, so you could have like your i one iPad set up facing one person, another facing a different person, and do interviews where you're just watching live the two video feeds, and you basically just tap on the video live, and it cuts between the two in real time editing. So like you can basically do your whole edit just watching it in real time, both video clips, and it syncs over just the audio. So that, I think it will be really cool when that comes out for some of the stuff you create. We.
1: Would definitely use that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, the LumaFusion folks uh, showed that off in a live stream, I think, last week. And it was kind of featured at the uh, April 20th event from Apple. Oh, cool. So, Apple Notes, what does this app do for you? well How do you use it?
1: I use Apple Notes uh, to to take notes with my Apple Pencil. And the thing where you can just tap the the screen with the, the Pencil is the main reason why I use Apple Notes. Oh,
0: Note. yeah.
1: If I could do that with GoodNotes, and maybe you can, I don't know how. No, there's not. That is an Apple okay, Notes yeah.
0: exclusive. I wish that would be an API where you'd pick which one you, you have it open to. Exactly. So that's great.
1: But that right there is the main reason because I'll be talking with a client and I'll have my iPad on me and they'll start talking and I need to quickly you know, get, get after it. And using... Um, My pencil that way is the main reason why I use Apple Notes. And if I have a planned situation where we're going into a meeting and I need to take notes, then I'll choose good notes. But because of like for Zoom reasons and everything. But um, I have a number of notes dating back to like, goodness, uh, 2011. And I've gone in and cleaned it out. And but um, it's mainly I'll let my kids when I let my kids draw on it. That's where they'll be if i need a quick note for something and then also i have a pinned kind of like general info note that i lock and that's for like sensitive passwords and like alarm codes or yeah. uh, you know that kind of thing that i need to access quickly um so yeah
0: yeah it would be amazing if apple just added zoom to the sketching ability that would change apple notes for me in such a huge way like that one little update would just make it so much better
1: yeah i i've tried i've tried to just get out of it and not use it anymore i uh i tried to export everything out of there and just go into another ecosystem but i just i guess it was just habit of using it for 10 years yeah I, i just always went back to
0: it um, so good notes you do use for planograms so first off what's a planogram
1: yeah essentially it's a store like a floor redesign in a lot of stores you do it seasonally uh, or just to keep things to so they don't look stagnant for the yeah the customer and and, and also uh bringing in like for instance this time of year rosés are arriving the mm-hmm. new vintage and we we dedicate a full section up front to rosés but uh, and anytime I want to switch up, like, you know what, like we did this recently with our Cabernet section, we had, uh, a large number of cabs and we needed to switch it to another place in the wine store. And so I just, with my Apple pencil and I kind of redesigned it and presented that as a presentation to the owners of here's what we should do. And, you know, we made some changes and tweaked it. And then I used that on the floor to redesign a, a, a wine
0: section in the shop. Gotcha. And have you looked into, are there custom planogram apps? Like why good notes over some of the other tools out there?
1: For me, it was the, when you can easily make a, a square or a circle and it be uniform, that's the main reason why I was using it. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure there's some redesign stuff, but it, nothing would be as fast as me just sketching something out. Gotcha. I would, like I said, when I have time, I would, and I'm planning ahead. I would rather use good notes versus Apple notes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I use good notes. And I, I did a deep dive years ago and, you know, I have note notability as well. And I just found, um, I like the zoom aspect and where it has that little zoom bar where you can, yeah, you, that for me. And then also I felt I felt like, whether this is a thing or not, I felt like my handwriting was better in good notes, sure. <laughs> and I just like the 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 writing capabilities better there. Um, but they're they're all fine.
0: Yeah. So with the planogram, are you working just like here's one shelf, and you're kind of working in two D space almost? Like you're not doing the whole store, or are you in there?
1: I don't have a reason to do the whole store. Maybe I would at some point, but yeah, it's just when you're redesigning a section or you're. We have wine stacked, uh, we have a section where it's basically seasonal, like I said, roses are there now in the winter, it's our top selling reds, yeah, I'll just kind of plan it out there, uh, yeah, I don't have a reason to do the whole store
0: and when you do a section, is it to scale or is it just kind of a sketch roughly of roughly this or... it doesn't
1: it it's just a sketch okay. and the the main their main reason is for uh visual and collaboration, okay, so I can. Present it to the uh, the wine buyer and the owner and say what do you guys think about this and say no let's let's put this one there instead and then mm-hmm. and then once it's complete I'll print it and have a staff member say you know go make it look like this yeah. So that's that's the idea
0: and then yeah you work with the designer and you use Affinity Designer to kind of review the stuff that gets sent back to you or what's your tool use of uh, that app
1: for years I've used uh, Photoshop on desktop and mainly for like for stuff that you should use illustrator like flyers and such
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've just always stuck to photoshop i've i've been in th- this industry my industry for 19 years and for about 5 five of those i owned my own wine store and during that time i did flyers and photos and it was you know content creation for social media all on my own and i used photoshop for that i know that you can do a lot more stuff now in the Photoshop shop app, but at the time when you couldn't, uh, Finita designer, in my opinion, was the, the best alternative. And yeah. so I mainly use that for, you know, flyers, or if I need to like tweak, if I need to take something out of a photo or if I need to add something or, you know, sometimes it'll be a joke and you want to add, like, it's a picture of a staff member and, and we're posting on social media and you want to add some sort of graphic to it or something just kind of general use like that i don't dive too deep because i don't it's the same thing with LumaFusion. i use it as a tool but i i can't go too deep into it in order to stay productive as a manager gotcha
0: but, yeah so mentioned google drive a while back uh in your notes to me you also mentioned to use the files app uh, for more sensitive data, what storage provider do these live in are these or are these local to the iPad for some of those?
1: I use uh, the files app in iCloud Drive for when I say sensitive, I mean just like storage of like uh, when i 'm onboarding a staff member and and I have their tax documents and their their social security card and stuff like that um, uh, and that doesn 't need to be stored in everyone 's in the company, you know, in the in the eye of everybody in the company, I use it on my own iCloud Drive. I'm actually in the process of putting that type of um, storage, those type of files, into Notion under kind of a management folder, shared uh, folder within Notion, where all the managers can view it and just stick to iCloud Drive for personal stuff. But for now, all of my work storage that's sensitive. As a you know manager, if I'm have notes about a staff member or something, that's that's in uh, files. But Google Drive is our file storage as a company. That's anything that's not sensitive or we need to share or something like that.
0: Uh, how do you handle task management on the iPad? I have reminders and I have Things Three.
1: I got s- pumped about Things Three last year. I felt this like I don't need to use both of these things, and I jump deep into once Apple's Apple Reminders got improved. I tried to go strictly on that, but I found that I found myself missing the capabilities of Things 3. So I use Things 3 every day, but I still use the Reminders app as my inbox. Mm -hmm. Like I'll quickly say, add this, I'll, I'll use my Apple Watch and I'll say, remind me to add this to someone's account. Remind me to write a check for so and so and it'll show up in things 3 inbox and from there i place it where i want to once i sit down at my desk at gotcha. on my ipad so
0: okay
1: i'm sure there's a way that you could i'm sure there's a way you could maybe i don't know but use siri to dump it directly into things but it, it I might find be it
0: it's easy. probably not as elegant or reliable as my guess
1: yeah, yeah. And one thing that I've done recently that's been very handy is within each department in the, the wine shop uh, with the Reminders app, I have a shared list with each department head. And for instance, the, the person that runs the, the wedding business, she's going to be out of town this week. And anything that I need to chat with her about, I'm just going to put it in the Reminders list that I have with her. Like, hey, so-and-so called, call them back at this time. And so when she gets back or when she's when she sees that, she'll just check it off as it's done. That's been handy because I mainly use that because I'll think of something if somebody's not in the store because it's their day off or because it's after hours and they've gone home or something, I don't want to bug them with a text and I don't right. want to bog up our email box. So I'll put it in the reminders app and then when I'll set it to alert them when they arrive mm-hmm. at work the next day. And so When they pop in the store, as soon as they, you know, usually happens when they're parking, they'll get a, you know, and (laughs) it'll say everything that I need them to do that morning.
0: Very cool. So that's, yeah, through a shared reminder. Is how you do that?
1: Yep. Shared reminder. And I have one, two, three. I have the special order department. I have a general inbox for Metro Wines. I have wedding uh, inventory manager and then management one and then I'm just looking at. It. I've got a grocery list with my wife as well. Cool. So, um, but and then things, things three, three is you,
0: you were attracted to it through the keyboard shortcuts. So that was the big thing I think last year that came out, right?
1: It's just the way you can organize and setting up deadlines. That's the biggest thing uh, why I use it. Is that I know you can do that with with reminders, but it's just the ease in which you can do it in things three. um, And then also setting up projects. That's Mm -hmm. something I use quite a bit. Yeah, And we're redoing our website and that's a big project and it's going to take over a, a month. And so with the guy that's doing our website, I've, you know, I have checklists that I use for that particular project.
0: Gotcha. We mentioned Evernote a while back and you still have, I think one use for it. How do you use this still?
1: So years ago, um, when I when I started, I re- owned a wine store in Cincinnati, and it started in 2013. And I was looking for a way to take notes on all the. I, I would meet with. I probably taste sixty wines a day, and uh, I would meet with all the distributors, and they would bring like a bag of wines, and we would taste it and. What I started doing was – and I used an uh, an, uh, an iPad, an iPhone, or even my – I think I had the Mac, like the 11-inch Mac
0: yeah, the or something Air. like that yeah, at the that's time. a great little laptop.
1: Yeah, and I would take a photo of the wine, and I would say the distributor's name, like Winecraft was one of them. And I would put, like, notes, like organic, blah, 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 blah. So I would take a picture of the wine. I would write the distributor's name, like Winecraft and then at the end of the day or you know a year later i could just type in winecraft and search and ev- every wine that i ever tasted with winecraft would come up and also i could um sometimes it would read through ocr it would read the the name of the wine on the label yeah and that would be handy i'm looking for oh i need jolgot cabernet and it would find it uh but the main thing i stopped once I stopped buying wine and I wasn't tasting as much, and which was up until probably two or three years ago, mm-hmm. every wine that I tasted from 2013 on I had stored in Evernote. And so I've got um, that was a huge thing for me. And also all of my documents, I actually had a scan snap Evernote scanner. Oh wow, uh, that I overpaid for. And, um, but I, I scanned every invoice into that. Evernote was my main hub for years, Yeah, but the export feature for documents I found just never improved. And actually this year was the first time in over in probably however long Evernote has been going that I haven't paid for the premium. So other than I transferred a lot of that out and, but I still have that document that I can look back and say, I feel like I've tasted this wine before. And I look in that Evernote note folder and I can view, you know, anything I've ever tasted.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I was also a huge Evernote person. And finally this year, I realized DevonThink Think on the Mac, they have like a free trial and the DevonThink Think Mac version has this killer Evernote export feature. So if you have Evernote on your Mac and have everything downloaded on there, it'll yank everything out and throw in DevonThink Think. And now it's all on my iPad through Devon thing because uh, yeah the the service has not been improving with Evernote I, I just don't like the direction they've gone in
1: yeah and I did the same thing with Notion and actually the export from Evernote to Notion was very clean and very organized and very cool
0: you didn't have to do it one at a time it could be a mass export
1: yeah it was um I ch- I chose which ones to export yeah but then they the way that it was it was a very uh, clean integration. And Notion does integrate with, um, just like Dev and Think, yeah, uh, with, that's great. Uh,
0: Evernote. Because getting stuff out of Evernote sometimes could be a, a pain. <laughs> yes. So, uh, the iPad is most of what you need for the wine store, but not everything, because there is QuickBooks Desktop Edition, which has some things that the iPad Edition does not. So, what's your strategy for accessing that? And I think you do that from your iPad.
1: Yeah, so the desktop version was purchased uh, before i got there and and it the de- desktop goes a little bit more in depth than uh, quickbooks online and our accounting uh, department and or accountant uh pr- prefers the desktop and uh there's one computer it's a pc in the back that we have that file on i found it very limiting in the fact that I just I had that one desktop that I had to use in order to do payroll and get in there and print reports and as soon as I got the iPad I jumped in on splashtop yeah. and I remote in I chose splashtop because it it was it didn't have it could go um mac to pc mm-hmm. and I think there's better ones out there um but that's the one that I've had since I got this and it's actually a little limited because the screen doesn't go to the, at least I haven't figured out how to do it, but the screen doesn't fit into the whole iPad. It's, it's kind of like a three quarters of the screen, um, oh, which is, yeah. is, that?
0: it's not the black bars because of the different aspect ratio. Is it? No, okay. it,
1: it's, it, it's at the bottom of the screen actually. Huh. Um, yeah, and, and I've tried to fix it, but I just, I think that's just part of the, the app. Yeah. Um, but it, it works fine. Uh, if I'm, it's basically I can do with all the things that I've told you with scanning invoices and reviewing them through a browser and remoting into that one desktop. I could do my job re- remotely, and um, I can't manage the staff remotely, but um, all of that kind of work I can do that. Very cool. And so, Splashtop makes that. Uh, possible.
0: And the Magic Keyboard with the trackpad must have made that a much better experience than in the past.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm probably 80-20 on um, 80% on the trackpad. And yeah. as you know, there's still some software out there that's a little... And actually, QuickBooks Online is, is pretty limited in Trackpad, it, it's cl- pretty glitchy,
0: yeah, and you
1: have to use your finger on huh. a lot of it. But yeah, um, yeah.
0: and then uh, HubSpot. This is a tool I used in my prior day job, and uh, it's a really cool marketing tool. They actually like have an API, so if you want to hook up social networks into it, you could use shortcuts to like send off both Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn all in one and go with shortcuts. Um, so what's your current use of it? I know it's a new tool for you.
1: It is a new tool and we're actually setting it up. But the main reason, we used a, a software called Gather for our um, wedding business and it, it it was a way that you could communic- keep track of communication and email threads easily and also keep client event uh, documents and stuff and information. But uh, they got purchased recently and so... And it's an expensive software. And so we didn't, that's when I jumped into the Notion world. But HubSpot, what it's going to do for us is just that, where if I'm communicating with a bride and groom, all of my communication via email is kept within HubSpot. And you can go into that client's name and view everything. With a shared inbox, it, it gets pretty crowded. HubSpot is going to be able a spot for our wedding coordinator to communicate directly. And then also we're going to take our email newsletter and start building that within HubSpot instead of MailChimp.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's a much better tool for that. I'd say.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is organizing our contacts and our, our clients. Like if, if we have clients that like wines that seller, uh, we're, we're going to, um, we're going to put them in a HubSpot category and so we can just send out an email to the seller people yeah. or the people or the, you know, the beer people or whatever.
0: Very cool. And then finally in your notes, uh, the five, my app came in handy for you recovering your iPad. Can you share of it on what happened there?
1: Sure. Um, last year, uh, I remember cause it was just the beginning of the pandemic. I felt like I locked my car, but <laughs> I, I, I say they, that somebody broke into a locked car, but it's possible I didn't lock it, but yeah. I had a, a bat, my bag in there and very rarely, especially now I don't do it anymore, but I would on occasion leave my bag in there and I did it because it was the beginning of the pandemic and I was coming home. I have three kids. I, I was trying to leave as much, you know, I didn't know, you know, anything I was using at the wine store. I would come home and I would shower and change my clothes and everything and and so at that night I I left my bag in my car yeah. and my iPad was in it and uh, it was stolen and I contacted the cops and the or the police and and I realized that find my iPad was on and yet this dude parked it at where he worked and he didn't he <laughs> I guess he didn't realize that, number one, he couldn't get in because I had a passcode, but he just turned off. did it before work. Yeah. And so I was able to give, there was a point during the day where he realized it and turned it off, but we knew where he worked and I let the police know. And like a few hours later, I get a phone call. They uh, had found it and they had also found my checkbook that had, metro wines on it um Hmm. and they called metro wines but anyway um i was able to give them information because of it's called find my but find my ipad and um maybe they used it maybe they didn't but i they did one of the detectives did confirm that they did get my note and that they did realize that that's where he worked and and ended up this guy had a whole storage unit full of stolen stuff oh wow uh, yeah he is now in jail and um but yeah, I got my iPad back and
0: still still kicking. That's great. Yeah, that's good to have someone not steal stuff anymore. Um, <laughs> are uh, AirTags in your future? Do you see different ways that they might be helpful within your business for loading things? I know they're not designed to be shared across non-family people.
1: AirTags are in my future. In fact, my birthday is April 30th and I was, told my wife, I'm like, AirTags, AirTags. No. <laughs> but uh, I, we do have Tile. We do use Tile, but as you know, the main reason why I'm switching is because the battery and when, when my tile battery runs out, I have to purchase another one instead of just purchasing a battery. Yeah. And, um, and that's huge. And honestly, I don't know how I would use this for work. It's just going to be for the occasions when I, you know, I have three kids and they're young and they'll take daddy's keys and, mm-hmm. and I, I got to find them. And, yep. but it, uh, I don't want to blame all that on them. Mainly it's me losing my keys, but that's I, I ever since I got my bag stolen, I know where that is at all times, so I don't need one for my bag. Yeah. But I do need it for my keys.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I was just thinking uh it'd be awkward to have on your shoes, but if there'd be a way to like have those on your shoes in an elegant way. Sometimes I lose those too.
1: Yeah, I, I do as well. Yeah. And-
0: so, yeah, I've got uh, a single one coming to start uh, for my keys and uh, i excited to try those out on Friday. So uh, tomorrow. Yes. Guess, yeah. Did you get one of the keychains? I got the product red Apple one figure. Okay, try cool. That one. Yeah. It's amazing that the keychain part is more than the AirTag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's how yep. Apple makes some money. But yeah. Yep. Uh, so yep. yeah, I'm excited for uh, for the AirTags. And yeah, as you said, the Find My Network, it's really strong. And especially now with being able to ping iPhones to help find things, it's going to help Find lost keys, uh, which I actually did uh, yep. about three or four weeks ago. So I would have loved to have this back then. Before I spent two hundred dollars replacing the key. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, another story for a different day. Um, anyways, anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm just uh,
1: excited to share my. You know, I've been kind of a in, intrigued in the tech world for many years, and I've always applied that to me being in the in the wine industry and when and where I can, whether it's doing reports on. Or, or, or presentations on uh, Apple TV through AirPlay or whatever. But um, I've never really been able to share that with too many people that understand everything that I'm ch- you know, talking about yeah. or that knows things three and all that kind of stuff. And so kind of combining the two worlds uh, for the first time. And I appreciate your work that you do on your uh, podcast. I enjoy listening to what you do.
0: Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I really appreciated this conversation. It was just fascinating learning. Uh, I've always... I've seen from afar people running stores and seeing the iPads in use and it's kind of interesting hearing how it actually goes behind the scenes with this
1: yeah and the biggest thing that makes it possible was
0: iPad OS very cool and um, where can people find more information about Metro Wines
1: we are we are online you know Metro uh, actually metrowinesashville.com. metrowinesashville.com dot com dot com and we are in the process of our site is up and running but we are going to we're totally we're investing a lot in our our, our new site so
0: cool yeah, that'll be cool to see when that, that goes live and look at it now. So you can see like the redesign, the before and after, you know? Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This is great chatting with you and learning more about what you do, Zach. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Tim.
0: Well, that was my discussion with Zach. My thanks to him for his time recording this episode. and My thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. As a reminder, you can get the episodes early in with chapter markers at patreon.com slash iPad And you can also support the podcast by simply leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.